ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And thank you for subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I am 12 Kyle. Check this out. <laughs> what I want to talk about is the 80s. More, speci- more specifically, what I want to talk about is 80s stuff. Like we had stuff in the 80s. I grew up in the 80s and 90s. Um, and the 80s were a dope time. Like I always say, like, we didn't have a lot, but we had a lot, right? And sometimes it's good to kind of reminisce and remember where you came from and the stuff that you had. Like, we have so much stuff now to where it's like, it's really kind of overkill. I mean, when you think about you have the world at your fingertips right now, you know, and that you're holding a cell phone in your hand and that cell phone can access any, just about any type of information that you want and you can have it at the push of a button and you can have it relatively quickly. Like if I wanted to know how much elephants weigh, I could just go to Google, type it up in Google and I'd have the answer in two seconds. As opposed to in the eighties, I had to go to the library, you know, get an encyclopedia and try to figure out how much an elephant weighs. Not that I really care or need to know how much an elephant weighs. I know elephants are heavy, but that's beside the point. Um, but yeah, my, my I got to shout out my homie Baylor, uh, BTG for president is the podcast. Uh, he, he talks sometimes about nostalgia and throwback stuff. And, and I know Baylor is, Baylor was born in 82. I was born in 72. So his his view of the 80s and my view of the 80s are different but Bela you you gotta feel me on this one man we we had some stuff in the 80s and things are a lot different now um one of the things that we had in the 80s cassette tapes cassette tapes were so so dope that's how you listen to your music I mean, like if you had a record that was cool, you had a record player that was cool too. But most of us, we had cassette tapes. And so with the cassette tapes, if you bought the, let's just say, Run DMC tape, you had an A side and a B side. And A side might have four songs on it and you'd play it and it'd play until they got to the end of the tape. And then you'd have to stop the tape eject it take it out flip it put it in the b-side press play and listen to the b-side and that might be four songs too and that's how we listen to music you know it's not even really fair at this point because now you know there's no a-sides there's no b-sides there's no as far as i know i don't even know if cassette tapes are even being made nowadays right but the cassette tape was so dope because one, if you wanted to get through a song and get to the next song, you would look on that tape deck and hit what you call the fast forward button. And it goes and you get to you move forward. But if there was something on the tape 
and somebody said something that you wanted to hear again, you'd hit the rewind button and it'd go backwards. And the cassette tapes were so dope, man. I mean, like all of the first albums that I bought, most of them, um, I bought a few, I had a few records, but for the most part, um, all the stuff, when I started buying my own music, it was tapes. When it came to NWA, I had the tape. When it came to Easy E, I had the tape. Great Adventures of Slick Rick, I had the tape. As nasty as they want to be, I had the tape. <laughs> Shout out to Uncle Luke. But it wasn't until like the 90s when I got CDs. But before that, man, it was cassette tapes. And cassette tapes were everything. And then we kind of graduated from the cassette tape where you could purchase, you know, your, your favorite artist or whatever like that to the blank tape. Now, if you had a blank cassette tape, then what you could do is create your own tape. In essence, you were the DJ and you created your own mixtape, if you will. We used to call it the slow down, get the draws tape. Everybody had to get the draws tape. And on the get the draws tape, what you would do is you go to the radio and every night, I don't care where you live. Every night, your local radio station would play something called the quiet storm. And when they played the music on the quiet storm, there would be slow jams. And what you would do is you would set your radio you would set your um your cassette player to record the songs off the radio and you would slowly but surely compile and make a tape and it was like the greatest thing since sliced bread and you had to make sure that you could record and not get anybody talking in it but if you wanted to have i don't know um endless love on your tape you just wait till they played it on the radio and you would have your tape deck set what i mean by that is you press pause then you press record and play at the same time now it's paused and then once that song started playing you hit pause and it would just record off the radio and that was so dope that was so dope cassette players were everything and then as technology advanced a little bit toward the back half of the 80s you had the reversible cassette tapes. And those were even better because what I mean by that, remember how I explained side A and side B? Well, side A would play. If you let side A play until the end with the reversible tape, you didn't even have to stop the tape and flip it over. It did it itself. And that was so dope. That was so dope, man. I, I miss cassette players. Um, what else in the 80s? Oh, in the 80s, we had rotary phones. <laughs> Novel concept, right? Rotary phones were different. Rotary phones were the phones where you would, the phone, like you'd have the base of the phone here and you'd have to stick your hand inside the key of the phone and you'd have to circle it around and it go like this and you keep doing it to doubt. You had to basically circular, circularly dial each number. 
it was annoying as hell, but I thought it was cool though. Um, the thing that I found is that the more that I went like to my friend's house and stuff like that, a lot of people didn't have rotary phones. And I remember being at a cousin's house and I was like, man, y'all don't have a rotary phone. And I, I, I didn't even, I don't think we call it a rotary phone, we called it something else. But anyway, I asked them why they didn't have a rotary phone today. They said something that made sense. They said, hey, man, if it's an emergency and I got to call 911, do you know how long it would take for me to do that? Huh. Got a point. Even though it's just three numbers, if you got to go, takes a long time to dial. And it also takes a long time to dial the number. So any number, because remember back then, you were dialing seven numbers, physically dialing seven numbers. So the rotary phones were different too. Um, we had one and then it got broken. And I think, I don't think we ever got another one after that, but I always thought I, I'm one of the few people who probably, who liked rotary phones. A lot of people didn't like them, but I, th I thought they were cool. Um, when you think about 80s stuff, one thing that we had in the 80s were the Rolodex. The Rolodex was everything. Now, some of you are probably thinking, well, what is a Rolodex? The Rolodex were these cards and they came in this little circular pattern and the, and the cards, they were, in essence, the first address book. So if I met... Let's say I met Eclectic. I didn't know Eclectic. So I so I say, well, hey man, what's your what's your um what's your number and your address? So he'd give me his name. I'd write it on the thing, John Eclectic. I'd put his phone number, 777-9311. And then I'd write his address, Washington, DC, Penthouse Suite. You know, he lives in a penthouse um, and and so forth and so on. And then like I get his. So I put his card in the Rolodex and then I'd meet King Germ. I'd write King Germ, you know, uh, Germ Estates in German, Germantown, Florida, you know, because, you know, Germ got money like that, got his own city. Um, and I put his his card in the Rolodex. And what I'm saying is like. That's how you would uh, accumulate names and numbers and stuff like that. And, and they were all in alphabetical order. So that's how you kept up. It was it was li literally and figuratively the first address book. You know, like now, I don't know how many of you keep addresses and stuff like that, but you have people's phone numbers in your cell phone because if we're being honest, Nobody knows. I mean, how many cell phone numbers do you know that you can just recite off the top of your head? For me, it's probably like five. Like, I know my mom's number off the top of my head. I don't, my brother and I talk like every day. I don't know my brother's number like that. Um, I know my wife's and maybe a couple of my boys. That's it. So, like, I don't, we don't know numbers like that. We, back in the day, you had to memorize somebody's number. And when you didn't have their number or you didn't have it memorized, you could go to your Rolodex. And, you know, the Rolodex was, was it came in handy for the players, you know? I mean, that's how you you write the names down and put it in, in your little Rolodex. And, and, and 
you know you have your notes if you wanted to to kind of remind you of who she was or what she could do or whatever the case was i mean it, it was dope and you know rolodex is obviously obsolete now at this point but it was the first address book um i talked a little earlier about cassette tapes one of the things that went along with the cassette tapes for our 80s stuff the boom box listen i <laughs> i cannot stress enough how important it was to have a boom box especially as a young man who was in middle school or high school you had to have a boom box i mean like the bigger the better the louder the better i mean everybody wanted to be like radio raheem <laughs> do the right thing um yeah man the boom box was everything i mean obviously the boom box is where you played your cassette tape but i just remember like my boys you know we like i had a cassette tape player but i didn't have a boom box until i got to like high school because see you could play your cassettes on a, a, a cassette tape player or you could play them like in your walkman but if you had a boom box a what we used to call ghetto blaster uh the boom box everybody could hear your music so you get yourself some <laughs> some d batteries <laughs> d motherfucking d um get yourself some d batteries and you know you take your boom box outside and whatever you played everybody had to hear it because the boom box was big and it was loud and you know in a lot of ways the boom box helped usher in a sound for hip-hop because it was synonymous with you know the rap music that we were listening to because i mean i'll be honest you wasn't you know putting um Ray Parker Jr. on <laughs> in your boombox. You know, you were going to put Public Enemy, LL Cool J, Run DMC, Salt and Pepper, whomever, Boogie Down Productions. That's who was going to be bump bumping in your boombox. Two Live Crew. Um, yeah, you weren't you you weren't playing New Edition in the boombox. I'm sorry, you just weren't. Um, but the boombox was so essential, so essential in the '80s. Again, man, it's '80s stuff that was just so dope um what else what else um oh in the 80s we had cameras more specifically we had what we call the polaroid camera now you know nowadays we got cell phones we take selfies we take pictures of other people we were able to shoot videos how would you like it if you took a picture and the picture literally took 35 seconds to develop <laughs> before you could see it, you know, I could take a selfie right now and I could see myself in half a second. I could see what the picture that I took, what it looked like. That wasn't the case with Polaroids with Polaroids. You, it was a picture. You take the picture and then the film would actually come out of the camera and you had to hold it in your hand and what we would do was we'd wave it because the more air that got on it the clearer the picture would be 
the picture the picture would become clearer quicker i should say um man that was a great time that was a great time the polaroids now here's the, here's the downside about polaroids it wasn't a whole bunch of retakes <laughs> you know how like you could take a selfie or take a picture and you're like no nah, i don't like the way that looks listen once you took that polaroid that was it like it, there was no uh let me do it again so if your finger was over the screen when you were taking a picture uh you just had a finger over the screen and trust me we had a bunch of pictures with fingers over the screens um if somebody's eyes were closed damn it their eyes were closed uh if somebody was looking in the opposite direction they were just looking in the opposite direction like there was no redos as far as pictures were concerned um but the polaroids were dope man again 80 stuff baylor 80 stuff man that was an era man a great great era um what else what else oh um a toy that was wildly popular in the 80s the rubik's cube when i tell you that the rubik's cube swept the nation and was the most popular thing in the world it really was it's kind of hard for me to to describe what the rubik's cube was it was a cube with these different colored pads and you'd have to twist them up and you the the purpose the premise was was to one twist them up and then be able to find the right combination to twist them back to where everything was squared out and the same colors uh that was very frustrating um and we had people who got in the contest to see who could figure out the rubik's cube the fastest so forth and so on do yourself a favor if you're not familiar with the rubik's cube go to google right now google images and just type in rubik's cube r-u-b-i-k apostrophe s c-u-b-e um yeah man the rubik's cube was wow it was it was different it was something that was a challenge for most people because you know it was the ultimate time waster um you know much like we are with our cell phones now where we waste time doing a whole bunch of stuff the rubik's cube was just that man it, it was it was frustrating and I, I i i fixed i finished one and then i never tried it again like it was just it, it was it was hard to do that one but it was it was something that everybody wanted to do and everybody wanted to try and and everybody that i know had a rubik's cube um what else what else what else um talked a little earlier about uh cassette tapes i would be remiss if we're talking about the 80s and i don't mention the vhs tapes <sighs> listen vhs tapes were everything vhs tapes were everything to have a vhs player that was the first time that we got a chance to record stuff off tv so before there was a dvr before there was tivo uh we had a vhs player and vhs vhs tapes and vhs tapes was big thick tape and you could you could save what three or four hours on a tape 
And for me, man, it was all about videos. I would record shows like Rap City, um, Yo MTV Raps, uh, and I would put them on the tapes. And what was interesting was like, I remember <laughs> my aunt, she used to watch, uh, I think it was a Young and the, I think it was like Young and the Restless. So she would record Young and the Restless each day. And I remember one day, man, I just wanted to record some videos because what you wanted to do is you wanted to record the videos off Rap City because, and your MTV Raps, because you didn't know which videos were coming on each day. And it was music back then wasn't like how it is now where they show the same stuff over and over and over again. It's not like it wasn't like that back then. So if you saw, let's say, um, special ads, I got it made. You might see that video on Monday, right? And that video might not show back up on BET again for another two weeks. Just depends. So you had to record it whenever you could. And man, I made so many VHS tapes. Um, and I remember my aunt, she she would record The Young and the Restless. And one day I wanted to record Rap City and I didn't have any, all of my tapes were like, done like i didn't have any tapes and man i took her tape i took her young and the restless tape and i recorded <laughs> i recorded rap city over it and it was like it's crazy because i meant to after i recorded it i meant to take the tape out and hide the tape so she couldn't find it but i left it in the vhs player and the vcr and i remember she came home and she was watching it later that night and it was like this one scene where Victor Newman and Nikki were about to get in the bed and then LL pops, <laughs> LL, I'm bad, comes on. And she's like, what the hell is this? And I mean, what could she say? I mean, I'd already recorded. I was like, I didn't know that was your tape. I was lying though. But um, yeah, man, VHS tapes were dope. They were really, really dope. Um, On our cell phones now, and you know we we play games and stuff like that but the and and back then we had you know video games 80s stuff when i think about the 80s the first thing comes to mind um the atari uh more specifically for me the atari 2600 the atari 2600 i've said before is the greatest christmas gift that i've ever received um the Atari was everything. And again, it didn't have the best graphics or anything like that, but it was a gaming system that we played over and over and over again. We played Pac-Man, Ms. Pac-Man, Combat, Pitfall, um, Pole Position, just to name a few. I could go on and on, but the Atari man was everything. I never got a ColecoVision, um, but the Atari... Man, that was my first gaming system, and, and I fell in love with video games after that. Like it was, I was hooked. I was hooked. There was there was nothing else to do after that. Um, what other 80s stuff? Oh, oh, when you went to school, when you went to school, you had to have a trapper keeper. <sighs> Man, listen, the trapper keeper was everything. When I tell you everything. The Trapper Keeper was basically this fly-ass notebook. And all of the dope kids had a Trapper Keeper. 
If you couldn't afford one, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> but uh, I had a trapper keeper, man. The trapper keeper, um, it had these little dividers in here so you could divide up your subjects. You had a subject from, I mean, you had a space for math, space for language arts, social studies, and science. Um, and a trapper keeper was just dope, man. Like you had to have a trapper keeper. I don't know. I, I don't know anybody that didn't have one. I mean, all the cool kids had a trapper keeper. You did if you weren't cool, you didn't have a trapper keeper. Again, that's 80s stuff, Bella. It's a little bit before your time, but listen, that's what we had in the 80s. We had trapper keepers. Um, what else? Oh, there was another game that we used to play. I was a little bit too old. I'm not gonna say I was too old, but it was a it was a game that that tested our um our knowledge and our speaking ability and our comprehension ability. It was called the speak and spell, and basically it would call out these uh, these words, and you had to call them back. And then as you went further and further along in the game, it would call out words, and you had to speak them back faster. And the game got faster and faster and faster, and it you had to try to figure out how many words you could spit back to them as they were spitting you it was a real cool game real it, it now the faster it got and the further along it got you get frustrated um but yeah the speaking spell was dope speaking spell was dope um what other 80s stuff we had um oh the girls the girls wore jellies you know nowadays you look outside and you see girls wearing the younger girls i should say wearing uh, Uggs, which I think is short for ugly, but that's another story for another day. Um, but yeah, girls wore jellies. Jellies were these nice little shoes and they were clear and they looked like jelly. Um, all of the cute girls in my school had jellies. All of them. Like, <laughs> even this one girl, I'm not going to say her name, but like her family couldn't afford jellies. So like, she had like some knockoff jellies. <laughs> And one of my boys said, damn, she got some peanut butters. <laughs> oh, man. We were so bad. Um, but yeah, jellies were cool. Any ladies listening, if you had some jellies, hit me up. Let me know. Um, what else? What else from the 80s stuff that we had? Oh, yeah. We had the, the Game Boy. The Game Boy. Remember the Game Boy? The Game Boy was the first handheld game that I can remember. Like, for as much as we play games and stuff on our cell phones and stuff like that, the Game Boy, the Nintendo Game Boy was the first video gaming system that you could hold in your hand and um, an ultimate time waster an ultimate time waster. Didn't have really great graphics. Now that I think about it, but, you know, it, it was a dope. It was dope. And they had, you know, dope games that come with it. Um what else from the 80s 80s stuff we had oh come on man i would be remiss if i did not mention the big wheel <laughs> listen in the 80s as little kids we had big wheels like all little boys had big wheels and what a big wheel was was like it was almost like i mean you see it's the cover art it's almost like your first tricycle, but it it was it was like your first motorcycle, but it was one big wheel. And that wheel, you had to wheel it and turn it around and stuff like that and use it to kind of steer your way around. And um, like I said, if you're curious as to what one looks like, just look at the cover art for this particular episode. 
Um, but yeah, man, the big wheels were everything. We used to race our big wheels. Um, I know somebody used to put dirt in their big wheel to try to make their. Uh, he said it made his big wheel faster. I don't know what, how would you how putting dirt in your big wheel would make it faster, but he equated you know <laughs> dirt to gas, I guess. But um, yeah, man, I, I just had to get on here and talk about some of the '80s stuff, man. We we had some really really dope stuff, and again, you know, technology obviously has changed so much, and now we have so much more, and there's just about everything that I mentioned has been replaced. Um. But I still like to reminisce because the 80s were a dope time. And if we're being honest, there was some dope stuff that came out in the 80s. And I gave you quite a few. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for me. Thank you for checking out this edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Remember, the podcast drops every Thursday at midnight. Again, that's going to do it for me. I'm your boy, 12 Kyle. I'll catch you guys next time. Five G's.